Bless us with the word that God has given you. I bring you greetings, and I greet you in the name of our Lord, who shed his blood to made us, make us free. Also, I congratulate and uh, would like to say happy independence, happy uh, life. I remember when uh, the Soviet Union collapsed, using to live, or living for 26 years under uh, atheism and other oppression, when you have no right to slip towards west or think about God and so far, when one day uh, in 1988 when the freedom came, we were able to share the good news on the streets, in the theaters, and uh, on the uh, marketplaces. That was a great day. I still remember. And uh, that's very nice to know that God set us free from sins. And at the same time, God set us free to take the good news to others. And uh, helping others to uh, know about Jesus Christ. I would like uh, you to open together with me the passage from the scripture. It's just one verse. Uh, The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 24, verse 14. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Brother Paul said that it took a while for him to adjust the name and education to uh, University Gratia. But we changed this Because uh, 65% of our students who are coming are coming from Muslim countries. And they had big problems for a while when they were going back with their diplomas. And in their diplomas, were, they were reading the title, College of Theology and Education. doesn't matter if the college trained social workers or business people uh, or theologians. The word theology, uh, College of Theology and Education, the word theology gave them a hard time. For that, uh, uh, even some of, the, of some students lost their diplomas because the government will look at them as, a betray- to, a, as to a betrayers. For that, uh, we changed the name and put the name Divitia Gratia, which is a Latin, na- Latin name which means richness of grace. And if you translate in any language, only the children of God will understand what it means and what stands behind it. For that, we are using this new title for, since 2013, and we say University Divitia Gratia, which means University 
from where people are receiving grace. And uh, going back to the verse I just read. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world. As a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. Many times I heard that people focus on the last part of the verse. Which is a big, big mistake. You know, we need to build a little bit the context when Jesus said these words. They were visiting the temple when the Sadducees and Pharisees rejected to believe Christ. Then the disciple came with the idea said, oh, we want to get rid of it. We are tired of this injustice. When the end will come? When the end of this situation will come? But Jesus said to them, the focus is not on the end. The focus is on taking the good news to many others. And as you, I will combine this with other two verses. Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Many people are not focusing that Jesus said the gospel will be preached. And the question, who will preach the gospel? The angel will come? Should we expect angels to come? No. The miracle of miracles is that God is bringing the good news to the lost. And when that lost, those lost are found, God renewing them and God is using them to share the good news with others. This is the miracle. You know, seeing a lot of criminals coming to know Christ. Seeing a lot of people who didn't, they were at the margin of the age. Coming to know Christ. See how God uses them after, be, after they being transformed. Is a miracle. And also, I will add another verse here. From the from First Corinthians chapter fifteen, verse fifty-eight. This is the verse of my life. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be firm, steadfast, always full, devoted to the work of the Lord, knowing that the Lord your that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. And I will focus one very to one very important. Phrase here in the original, in the Greek language, is certain specific. Disciple, make disciples, matetes, from ethnos, ethnic, from all nations. That means go to all nations. And then we ask a question. What is the earth? What is the end of the earth? What is the margin of the earth? And... Uh, Coming to this, I want to suggest three things and then share how the good news, when how the gospel of the kingdom changed lives in many nations and in many people, individuals. First of all, when I'm thinking about this verse, I take the first part, not the last part. 
The end times is not belonging to us. We cannot know that. People are speculating for 2,000 years. But this is Jesus focused, focused, wanted to draw the attention of his disciples to the first part of this phrase. The gospel of the kingdom, the good news of the kingdom of God will be preached in the whole world. And from, for me, that means that every generation has its frontiers to expand the kingdom of God. You know, the Apostle Paul received a vision that he will share the good news in the Roman Empire. And he, God gave him a vision that he should stand in front of, of the Nero, the Roman Empire, empire uh, and uh, share the good news. What are our frontiers to take the good news? Every generation has the front, its frontiers to expand the kingdom of God. Secondly, God himself established the frontiers. He opens the door and creates new opportunities. As I mentioned, uh, many of you already know that I was born in the USSR. In the country, I used to learn the language. Uh, I am Romanian. Moldova was part of Romania in a history, but in 1940, the Soviet Union Romania, took that part of the land from Romania, and we were forced to learn Russian. And uh, we thought that besides that, we were oppressed to reject God. When I was 18, I was asked by the uh, officers from the military service to reject Christ. And I said, no, I will not reject Christ. They wanted me to send me into elite troops. And I said, no. But then they said, if you not change your mind, we will send you for the military service where the white bears are living, which means Siberia. And you know, in the Soviet times, we were praying for a long time, and many people in the West also prayed that one day God will open the door that the good news will be shared to a few hundred, hundred ethnical groups. A few hundred ethnical groups were living in former Soviet Union. I will just mention one thing. In the Caucasus area, which is a size less than Republic of Moldova, there are 58. In one group, Dagestan, 56 ethnical groups on one territory. And the Caucasus area, before Stalin came to in rule in the Soviet Union, in the Caucasus area, 200 different ethnical groups. When he finished his, when he built his empire at the end of that, only 100 left. 100 were destroyed. But what we see right now, God himself established frontiers. Since Soviet Union collapsed, the situation is changed. Now, all those countries, those former republics, which were uh, included in the Soviet Union, they became independent countries. 
And for 31 years, nobody requires any visa to go there. Nobody requires for people from those countries to come to Moldova. These are new doors opened by God to take the good news to all nations. Thirdly, every follower of Jesus, an authentic church, should understand God's that should understand God's established mission frontiers for them. Mission frontiers. Now I will like to say thank you so much for partnering UDG with University Divitia Grazia. For 23 years, we are moving into new frontiers, sharing the good news of Christ. 23 years ago, University Divitia Grazia and Garden Chapel Church partnered to go on a new frontier to take the gospel of kingdom of God to Muslims in USSR, Central Asia and Russian Federation. It's very interesting. The empire gave us a language and gave us a part of a culture, common culture, which opened the door for us freely to go and share the good news with them. And these frontiers are going up to the north. We had graduates from our institution who planned churches right here in this area. And uh, now you will see later the person. He uh, planted 14 churches among Eskimo people. Then all other students are coming from this area. You can imagine 272 million people were living in the former Soviet Union. And a large part of that world was Turkic-speaking world. All the Central Asian countries, here in Central Asia, all the Central Asian countries, they are, most of them are speaking one of the Turkic dialects. And beside their mother language, their mother tongue, they speak Russian. And because we, beside our mother language, we speak Russian as well, we can share the good news with them. And go back to our enemies with the good news. That when I was young, I was praying. When I was 18 years old, I was moving towards Siberia because I was in the military service right here. Moldova is here, and I was right here. Ten-hour time zone difference from the place I grew up. And I prayed to God that I was only 18. I said, Lord, please help me to come back here with the good news. And you can guess, 31 years after that, God is bringing me back to the first city I landed in Siberia, city of Omsk. It's somewhere here. Now, the Heavenly Father opened the large door for the gospel in the former Soviet Union. And we together went there. There are our frontiers. I was three years of faithfulness supporting the ministry of hundreds who graduated 
during this time. And they are doing the ministry there. I will share some of the stories. How the gospel of the kingdom reached their hearts. And then through them, God is building his kingdom. We start very small. You see here, I will just give one picture. With two in one house was like a private house. The picture in the left below, that was the beginning. That was the place where, where we started with 15 students and $500. And uh, right now we have over than 2,000 graduates. We have over than 500 people from Central Asia who graduated on different programs. And 200 of them are continuing to study on master level. And some of them, we have the first, first bird who is studying for his doctorate right now at Oxford Center for Mission Study. That's a great achievement, knowing that for 500 in that territory, Christianity was made all. You know, Christianity was spread there since 2nd and 3rd century. When we read in the Bible, in the book of Acts, chapter 2, we read about parts. Parts were inhabitants of Central Asia. I did my doctorate degree in those territories. And I found that by the end of second century, on those territories, there were Christian churches. In the third century, were Christian churches. By the seventh century, Christians had their own money. But in the 8th century, Islam invaded those territories. And Islam conquered and forbid Christianity. And up to, from 8th century till 15th century, Islam worked hard to destroy Christianity. And since 15th century till 20th century, we have no records of churches of national or ethnical churches there. Right now, you can guess what happens. Soviet Union, who wanted to destroy, destroy all kinds of religion, even Islam or Christianity, for 70 years being in that territory, Soviet Union helped or paved the road for the gospel of the kingdom to be spread there. And right now, there are thousands of believers among Tajiks, among Uzbeks, among Kyrgyz, among Uyghurs, among Avars, among Bakars, among Chechens, and so far. At the University of we had the privilege to train about 30 different nationalities, people coming from 11 different countries. As you see, all those arrows which are indicated here, they are indicating all those Muslim groups. Muslim ethnical groups. People are coming to study at Divitia Grazia. And I'll just give you a few figures here. Kyrgyzstan. Six million people. Tajikistan next to it, 9 million people. Kazakhstan, 17 people, million people. Turkmenistan, 7 million people. 
Turkey, 80 million people. All total together, Turkic-speaking world comes to 200 million people in the world. And also, besides that, we have other ethnical groups, which is very strategic. Tajikistan. Tajikistan is not Turkic-speaking ethnic group. Tajikistan is a Persian ethnic-speaking group. Uh, They speak Persian language. For that, all these countries, people from those countries, they can come in freedom to study in Moldova. As soon as they are coming like tourists, we are bringing them first of all like tourists. In one month and a half, we will work on their documentation. And then they can stay for how long that will be necessary for them to study theology, to study social work, to study business and theology, to build a new community, a community under Islamic persecution. And all these groups, as you see before, we have on the screen, we have for years people from Uzbekistan, Moldova, Kazakhstan, Azerbaijan, Tajikistan, Karakalpakstan, Kyrgyzstan, Turkmenistan, Georgia, Russia, the special Balkan uh, Caucasus areas, and I mentioned before Dagestan, also Belarusia, and Ingushetia, which means Chechen people from Russia. We had all this, uh, from all these countries, we have representatives studying with us at UDG. Then, uh, uh, you see here the whole picture. In this group in front of you, then uh, we have about 30 different nationalities, people who are coming from 11 different countries. That's a great privilege for us to serve the Lord. And since 98, when we joined in the partnership together, reaching these new frontiers, we were able to change the face of institution. Right now you see the library we moved the library for five times. Now we have the space for 100,000 volumes there. And in different languages. And this is a great blessing for students who are coming from all over former Soviet Union. And we became the research center for those who want to go as missionaries and work in Muslim countries. Also, uh, this is a new chapel. Brother Mike been there when we just have uh, the first chapel, I think. One small one, half of it. Right now we have a new auditorium where we run conferences, uh, when we run uh, different uh, uh, courses and so far. The next picture is uh, about the gospel of the kingdom and its results in Kazakhstan. The first school, satellite school we started from, as an extension from UDG was the school started in Shimkent. And uh, we were talking at the, during the, uh, between the services with Brother Mike. He reminded us, uh, me, about Slavi, Slava Verbitsky. Slava was born in Moldova, and he went as a missionary in Kazakhstan. He married there, and he was the head of the school for a number of years. Right now, he is in Almaty. 
But the school still exists there. And here we have uh, three programs. We have uh, mission and theology program. We have also uh, social work. And we have business uh, based on Christian morals. Then also we see in Kazakhstan uh, diversity of churches. The, those who are joining Russian churches, they will come and gather, gather together in the buildings Russian churches have, Russian evangelical churches have. But besides that, to be more attractive for the local, for national people, they organize home group churches. And in front of you is one of these home group. The, and during these meetings, they study the word of God, they sing and praise God, and at the same time, they learn how to, how to share the good news to those who are not believers yet, who are Muslims or animists. Next picture, I would like to uh, present how the gospel of the kingdom works in a persecuted church of Tajikistan. In front of you are a group of pastors who are Tajiks. Some of them had very difficult history. They have interesting stories because as soon as they accepted the Lord, the society turned against them. The family became their enemies. The neighbors became their enemies. But they continued to love them and share the good news with them. Uh, three of them from this group were spending several years in Afghanistan, the neighbor country, because Tajik are speaking the same language is spoken in Afghanistan and in Iran. And uh, in front of you is uh, Pastor Ibrahim, a uh, very joyful pastor. He spent six years in Afghanistan. When uh, uh, he came back and planted the church in Tajikistan in a very difficult times. In the times when, uh, right after the Soviet Union, the fundamentalist Islamic groups went against Christianity. And when they heard that some Muslims came to know Christ, they get mad. They found Pastor Ibrahim and said, you know, say goodbye to your family. He was telling me, they knocked at my door at 11 p.m. And they said, we will take you out. And you know for what? We will kill you. And he said, let me kiss my children, my wife, and I will go with you, follow you. They took him outside of the town and they said to him, put the pistol on his head and said, now say your last words. If you don't want to return back to Islam, say your last words because we'll kill you. And he said, you know, you can kill me, but God, I want you to know that God loves you. I want to pray for you. And he started to pray loudly for them. And one of them said, you are crazy. I came here to kill you, and you are praying for me. I will give you one more week. <laughs> give me a week to think about. And they came back in one week. They did that for three times. The third time they said, but the third time they said, dig your hole, we will kill you, that's it. That's enough. You are a crazy person, you lost your mind. 
we, are, we came to kill you and you are telling that you love us. How you can love us if we want to kill you? But they didn't kill him that time as well. Right now, Brother Ibrahim is studying with us on the master level. And uh, he is a joyful person who shares the good news. Next to him is uh, another student of, from UDG. He's and we are working together projects in Tajikistan. The next is, a, again, a home group church. The Church of Tajiks. Uh, they will meet together, they will sing together, and every time, when I was there, every time there will be at least one or two people who recently came to know Christ. They came to know Christ through the good news. The gospel of kingdom, the good news of salvation reached their hearts, and they are transformed people. They will sing in their own language, they praise God, they have children uh, children will be taken in a separate room school so we discussed about in uh, when we talk about the kingdom the gospel of the kingdom uh, which should be shared with all the nations we come to the principle of discipleship and discipleship is the art the lost art of christianity we need to return back to discipleship because discipleship builds the Christianity and makes it stronger. In this class, which uh, I taught in uh, the end of September, beginning of February, people in the group, were some of them were formal criminals. They came to know Christ in prison. And accepting Christ in prison, then when they were delivered, they came to study and they want to go in villages and towns to spread the good news. To share the good news of Christ to others. And the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony. Here in front of you, you see the, one of the groups who graduated from Tajikistan. And again, in this group, there are few people... As I mentioned, they spend years in prison. There are ladies and men, both sides, and gentlemen, who spend years in prison. Right now, they came to know Christ, and they are ready to sacrifice their life for, uh, for Jesus. Another thing, and I also would like you to pray for Tajikistan and all uh, these countries. Tajikistan has the fastest growing population in Central Asia. You see, we are in a village, Muslim village. Only three, maybe less than 300 families. But in this village, in one, in two hours, when they heard that we were organizing an evangelistic meetings for children, we gathered there 400 children. But most of that, they, were, they came first to the school. Muslim teachers are in a good relationship with the pastor, one of our graduates from the master program, who also spent nine years in Afghanistan. He is working with them. This is his birthplace. And they gather them at the school, and then they will send them to so-called, you will see it, container school. The 
people from the West send containers with humanitarian aid, then they deliver the aid, then cut windows and turn those containers into school. And children are studying right now there. As you see, they are playing. Uh, then uh, here is the container in the container school is in the back there. Now, uh, this container school looks totally different. They are two-store level school with large holes inside. Two years ago, we bought for them laptops, and these children are coming to study. That's a great opportunity. These are the new frontiers where the gospel of the kingdom reached this territory. Also, you see in the in one of the rooms, uh, we had about 30 or 40 children. The Tajikistan, as I mentioned, Tajikistan is a phenomena. Uh, the growth of Tajik of uh, population is tremendous, and uh, we have uh, the privilege to share the good news with this young. But I will tell you one more thing here. Most of these people do not go to school. And here we need to, from the research I made, I've done on that territory, when the Soviet Union collapsed, because most of the school was stopped to function, people from terrorist groups reached this young people and took them into the training camps. When they were 12, 13, 14, a few generals, fighters in Osama bin Laden group, they were coming from Tajikistan and Uzbekistan. If we are not taking the good news to them, then tomorrow we have a lot to be afraid of. The next, uh, the next step, when we talk about the kingdom, the gospel of the kingdom preached in Siberia. The city, I mentioned that Slava, the pastor here, Pastor Slava, and Victor is one of my colleagues, some of you know him, Victor Romanji. Slava planted 14 churches among Eskimo people at the North Pole. Right now he is in center of Siberia in the city called Tobolsk. He organized a church there. And this city is known as one of the mo- as one which has one of the most difficult prisons in the former Soviet Union. We visited that uh, prison a few years ago. And this prison for since uh, 1937 till 1938, Stalin killed there more than 2,500 people in one year. And in one of the rooms, we, we went through the memory, we went through the list of those who were killed. In one night, he ordered to kill 274 people. In that list, we found deacons, pastors, priests, and criminals. These people who were punished there, 
because of being Christians, they were killed. And right now, in that city, there is a church. In that city, there is another extension of UDG, where one of our graduates is uh, uh, ministering there. Now, I want to come to a point challenging you to pray for the new mission frontiers. In front of us, there are two regions. We talk about Pamir region. Pamir region is one of the big part of Tajikistan. Yeah, here is the... It's third, second mountains, highest mountains in the world. Very cold area. And they also are next to the Afghanistan. You see, Tajikistan shares about 1,500 miles of borders. And now there is an opportunity to share the good news in this part special. We call it Pamir. Pamir is different from other parts of Tajikistan as an ethnical group. It's different because of their religion. They are Muslim too, but they are not Sunni as others are. They are Shia. And not only Shia, but they are a sect of Shia, Ismaili Shia. And this creates a lot of problems. For that, but from the other situation, God opened the door to go there. In January, for the first time, I'm traveling to Tajikistan since 2003. But this year was the first year I was allowed to go there. And now we started to work on these new frontiers to take the good news in Tajikistan. And I, I want to take you with us. As you've been for 23 years till now, now please join us and let's go there. The next is Afghanistan. Afghanistan is the land bath in tears. For 160 years in Afghanistan never stopped worse. There is a tribal system group. For that is very difficult. They will do everything to take a revenge. And for 160 years, there is war going on all the time. Is the land spread it by blood? Now, please pray for that. And I will just show a few pictures from there. I, recently I've been there. And uh, pray for children there in that area. And you see the next bank. I'm making a picture. Next bank is Afghanistan. For four hours traveling through this area, we were just traveling nearby the river. And at the other side, the Afghanistan is. And as you see in front of you, there is a town. These are houses. Well, need to hear the good news. Because the Bible said, Jesus said, the gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all nations, to all ethnical groups. May the Lord bless us and give us strength to continue to take the gospel of the kingdom to those who never heard it, and especially in those difficult places. May I would like you to pray for these specific things 
Pray for Pamir area. It's a new frontier. Secondly, pray for Afghanistan. Thirdly, pray for Christian for a Christian sustainable community under Islamic persecution. Then fourthly, pray for summer school of missions and winter school of missions we organize for pastors and leaders in those countries, bringing them to Moldova for two weeks. And they are going back with being recharged, renewed, and may, the, may God bless all of us. Amen.